The Stages podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the lands on which our artists and audiences meet. We pay our respect to past, present and emerging elders. We acknowledge the important role that art has played on these lands for thousands of years and feel privileged to work alongside artists continuing the creative practice of one of the oldest surviving cultures in the world. Hello, I'm Peter Ayers and you're listening to Stages, the podcast that converses with creative... Then the next block further down there was the Royal, then the Prince Edward was right opposite the Royal, then the Savoy. And we used to get fined if you were late for the half hour and fined for misbehaving on stage. Just for God's sake, do it better. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can say. But when you've gone through that, you do get a lot of ego. And you go out there knowing that the one thing that's different every time is that audience. I didn't wake up until... I was in emergency. I was around the uh, world of actors as a child. Crawfords were needing a casting assistant. No business plan, no concept, no training. It's not something you could do now. Went to school on Friday, got on the bus on Saturday, auditioned for the show. They said, you've got the role. I never went back to school again. (laughs) Thank you. I've enjoyed being here talking about my favourite subject. Ego in check, me. (laughs) Yeah, it's a date. (laughs) It's a date. Hello, I'm Peter Ayers and welcome to Stages. It's great to have your company on the podcast that converses with creatives about craft and career. Jacob Steen has commenced a very exciting time in a performer's career. He is making his professional debut in the musical Mary Poppins, now touring around Australia, presented by Disney, Cameron McIntosh and Michael Castle. An exciting and joyous time indeed, but one that presents its share of challenge, discovery and discipline. Jacob is keen to share his experience thus far and provide insight for the novice performer waiting in the wings and the audience who are fascinated by the theatre and the backstage of showbiz. Incidentally, Jacob has been a proud member of Actors' Equity, MIA, since 2022. It is indeed a recent professional debut and Stages is delighted to welcome Jacob onto the stage, on Stages, and applaud his new adventure, On the Boards. So, do you have Mondays off normally? Uh, Yes, and with like um, school holidays, uh, we do the Tuesday night turns into a Wednesday matinee often. So in Brisbane over summer, we'll be having a lot of two-day weekends, like Monday, Tuesday, which is awesome. Which is unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, Yeah, and then so we'll do double Wednesday, single Thursday, Friday, then double Saturday, Sunday. And then on the, the night show, Tuesday, one, double Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, double Saturday. But it's like, it's it, so good. It must be exhausting doing that sort of, it's effectively a five-show weekend. Yeah. It's it's interesting, but I kind of like it because the ball just keeps rolling, you know? Like, you get there and you do it and it goes so fast. And then when you do have two days off, it's like refreshing because you're like, you get a full break. And then you, you wake up the day you're supposed to go back and you're like, I feel fresh like I feel excited and you get excited and everyone's like energized ready to do it all again well I suppose at 19 it's easy to keep the ball rolling over <laughs> it is it is it is I've not broken yet yeah no, no, no. Do, yeah. do you between shows do you get to have any sort of rest I um, suppose you go and you go and do a run or go to the gym I mean, do you some people 
Okay, I don't, right, but don't. other people like sleep on the concrete in their dressing room, which I think is like ridiculous. I cannot sleep on like concrete. Um, and it's not not pure concrete. It's covered it's in like a line kind of carpet, yeah, but yeah, it's carpet. pretty like. But it's hard. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty dense. Yeah. And there is a person in the cast her name's Molly, and she has like a dog bed <laughs> under her dressing, like where her legs go in when she's sitting in her dressing room. And she just like sleeps in on that. And I'm like, now will Molly be upset that you just doubted her? Probably not. She's pretty proud. Like in like it's it's quite interesting. And I'm sure no dogs yeah. have been in it. It's just um... well, well, our music director Jeff, he often brings his dog in. Hercules, he's called. He's this beautiful like white dog that's like trimmed really well and has always like his hair done. So maybe he might have sad in it but apart from that probably not yeah well I guess if there's a dog bed there to uh, canoodle up in <laughs> jump yeah. into it now Jacob Steen we need to perhaps acknowledge how this conversation started yes yes <laughs> how did you come okay. to be a featured guest on on the stages podcast well okay so basically it started I was at VCA last year and prior to that, I'd listened to the podcast. No, you study uh, music theatre? I was studying music theatre, yeah, in my first year, last year. And I'd listened to the podcast a few times. And then in one of the weeks, in for one of our like academic classes, we had to listen to the Nancy Hayes episode. And I remember that was um, probably one of the only weeks where I actually did the homework outside of the class. And I was like, oh, great. Listening is so much easier than doing writing. I don't want to do writing. So I'll just listen. So on the train to uni, I listened to the episode and I was like, this is actually quite... I love this. I love this this show. And then following that last year, we did Chess, the musical, as like the choir. We were used in the show. And we had... We worked with Vicky Jacobs, who was also in one of the episodes. Yep. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Fabulous was, choral director and musical yeah, director. she's yep. awesome. She's yep. so fun. And then I was like, maybe one day, maybe one day I would be lucky enough to be on the show. You'll have a story yeah. to tell. Yeah, exactly. And now I'm, I, I sent an email and I was like, I just got to be direct, you know? And the worst thing that people can say is no, which is fine. Well, I got your email, mm-hmm. and um, it, it was, it was, it was, it was the, the proposal was really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I have received a, a few emails, and uh, occasionally I follow them up, but, yeah. but yours was presented a perspective which I hadn't really considered yeah. before, and that was, you know, the, the novice performer making their professional debut. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's yeah. A, great, a great hook. Yeah. Because um, also, Mary Poppins. Yeah, when I was listening to stories like from Nancy and others, I was like, I don't know. That was their starts happened a while ago when times were different in a polite way. Times were different back then. Like now, I remember Nancy saying how there was there were auditions in like the newspaper and things like that, which we the auditioning now is so like private. But a lot of performers didn't necessarily have representation. Yeah, exactly. Um, you weren't necessarily paid for rehearsals. Mm. Yeah, see, that's so much, like so different to now. You had to find your way from state to state to yeah. do the next season. Yeah, and living 
living circumstances but now like having auditions I think it's just so interesting the change from like it being so public to now being like you need to know how to get in there you know it's like a tight tight way to get in there that is joy in my ears Jacob because uh, I started the podcast not only to record you know um, wonderful oral histories but Mm. But to the novice performer um, or the the, the theatre fan, um, to give them an insight into what it was all like mm-hmm. and what it has been yeah. and where it is going. Yeah. So I'm glad that it. Um, I was able to be one of your lecturers. Of course, of course. <laughs> so, uh, but how auspicious also that you know that that first episode that you listen to is the one featuring the wonderful Miss Nancy Hayes, and now you're working with her in it's Mary Poppins. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous, honestly. I remember the cast list coming out and I... Because we were all so, like, anxious and apprehensive to get to see who everyone was playing. And when I saw Nancy on there, I was like, what? I I couldn't believe it. Like, I had been just, like, a student listening to all of these stories. And then fast forward, like, 12 months, I'm going knocking on her dressing room asking her do you think that I'll work again ever and she her being like yes of course and stuff like that and having these conversations where like I couldn't have imagined like it just is so weird did you know of Nancy Hayes before Mary Poppins and I did I did because of one of my friends um Jordan who's from Sydney he was telling me about his experiences like growing up seeing her and like her having the the haze and stuff like that and I was like oh I'm not too familiar with her and then obviously doing the study with her stories and like how she got to where she was well she's one of uh, of course Australia's great musical theatre elders along with people like Tony Lamond yeah have you heard of Tony and and Jill Perriman not so much. No. Not so much as Nancy. And look, you've, you yeah. look, you're forgiven. You're 19. Yes. You've got, but you've got all that ahead of you mm. to sort of leap into that history. Yes, there's so much. And learn about those people that have gone before. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Have you always been a confident person? Um, I'd say actually my confidence comes from dancing, I think. Especially like performing in front of lots of people. You have to have a certain like essence you've got to believe in yourself because you're the one putting yourself out there so i think that from practicing dancing that translates just to everyday life and like learning to try and present myself you know backing myself and stuff like that well you've certainly got off on the right foot (laughs) i've I've always thought that you know it it is a business where you do have to blow your own horn you have to sort of raise your hand and say hey i'm here precisely right um and as you say you know Send an email. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And one of the things I've actually like thought about recently is it's more people, their feelings about you can change, like whether you're good or not. But if you always like are believing in what you can do, then like you'll be fine because people other, you can't always control how other people are going to feel about you. But if you know what you can do well, what you need to practice, then like you're, you're set. All right. 
Now, Jacob Steen, I have no idea yeah. who you are. I haven't been able to research anything mm-hmm. other than right. a brief bio. Yeah. So we're going to have a bit of a baptism of fire now. I'm going to oh, ask yes. some questions. Okay. Right? And, yeah, I'm uh, ready. Just to, just to get to know you. Mm-hmm. So do you fear anything in life? I don't think so. Other than will I work again? Oh, yeah, well. What will be the next job? Which is common to every yeah. performer, and it doesn't go away, yeah. no matter how many years you've spent in the industry. I think what I fear is losing, it's a bit like philosophical, but like losing the people that you love. Yeah. You know, that. that is probably something that kind of haunts me, but I don't think... That's something I'm going to have to worry about, hopefully, touch wood, for a long time. Yeah, I, ho- yeah. I hope not, because yeah. um, it happens to all of us, mm. and it's it's horrid when it does. But, mm. um, yeah, look, that's a fear that yeah. we all share. Yes. So, you know, alone. so what makes you happy? I think making other people happy. Not at the expense of my own happiness, but I think, or, like, at the expense of anything to do with me, but sharing for example like dancing and singing that I love sharing that with other people because I can see that it makes them happy and it also makes me happy so it's just like this full whirlpool cycle of just like constant bouncing you know of happiness yeah as Roxy Hart in Chicago says I love them and they love me and I love them for loving me exactly it's just like a game of tennis yeah. now we're back to Nancy Hayes <laughs> uh, so what's your favourite musical okay I think my favourite musical is probably Pippin at this point in time but you've heard the score many times yes, I guess through recordings. many times yes yeah. and like one of the songs I used to get into VCA was Corner of the Sky just because, oh, I don't know. It just like set off something in me when I first heard it. And I was like, I love this. And then listening to the music and Stephen Schwartz and then hearing the development from like the 70s um, cast recording to like the modernized version now is just like, I love how it grows, you know. Have you heard the Australian cast recording? No. Is it a strange cast recording? Yes, I, I'll share it with you after this, yeah. this conversation. But Pippin is played by John Farnham. Oh. And it's an extraordinary recording. And oh his mother goodness. his mother <laughs> is played by Nancy Hayes. Oh. So, okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I would love yeah. It's oh. amazing. You have lot to lot to I learn. Do. I do. Young Luke. <laughs> <laughs> so what about a favourite um, music theatre composer or um, or composing team? I love Alan Menken. Yeah. There's something just about all of his work that you can kind of notice like similarities in his writing, but it's far enough apart to be like unique on its own. And I don't know, just something about... There's this one song from Hercules called I Won't Say I'm In Love. And I, I, I just love it so much. And just like the arrangements and like how his music is like context specific, like um, Hercules with the ancient Greece and then like the little mermaid, there's like instrumentation that just reminds you of the location and like being at the beach and do you know what I mean? Like, well, that's the, the beauty of a show tune, isn't yeah. it? 
no matter what show it comes from, they offer some sort of emotional resonance, mm. which um, is so different to any other genre mm. of, of music. They allow an escape into another world. Yeah. And it's, I think it's so, like, I just can't believe it. Yeah. Do you listen to um, other styles of music other than show tunes? I do. I like, I like listening to, it's like a whole different array. There's like, you know, pop that you hear on the radio. Then often I'm very drawn to 80s pop as well and like rock pop and that type of stuff. I don't really touch rapping. That's not really my, my, I don't like rapping. But I do like... Too many words. Too many... It's just... Not, I don't know. It doesn't prickle my neck like the other stuff. Um, what's the most used app on your phone? Probably my Maps app. Especially being in Sydney. Yeah, well, yes. It is hectic. And now going on to Brisbane. It is... Be... Yeah, it's hectic. I have no idea. Even still being here for so long. You're very lucky. In the olden days, we used to have a a book of of maps called a a Malways. Oh, yes, I remember that. Or a Sidways or a Brisways. In the back of my mum's car, I remember, behind the seat. Have I got this up the right way? Yes. And trying to do it as you were driving was awful. I imagine that, yeah. Yeah. So what's your perfect day off consist of when you do get it? I love going to the beach. And it's especially easy to do it here in Sydney because the beach is so close whereas in Melbourne if you want to go to a like an actually nice beach that isn't like St Kilda I really don't like that beach is like an hour and a half drive away for a really nice beach whereas here places like Coogee Beach are like 20-30 minutes away yeah Sydney has some great beaches yeah Yeah. Uh, will you get to Perth and Mary Poppins do you know where the the show's going there I'm not sure don't know I'm not sure yet. Well, if you get to Perth, you'll be very lucky because there's yes. some, some great beaches as well. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Jacobstein, where did yeah. you grow up? You're Victorian, I I am I Victorian. Believe, yeah. I grew up in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, um, around Ringwood, Ringwood, Croydon, Lilydale area. Yeah. All my... Yeah, basically all my life. Until now. Yeah. So what were you, your artistic outlets then? Did, in, did, did we, your family take you to theatre? Oh, no. It's no. actually quite funny. My mum... So it's just my mum at home. And I've got two younger brothers. And my mum was not a fan of musicals at all. She thought they were revolting and like quite annoying and silly. And then... It's, it's hard to believe that there's that breed of people. I know. It's so, interesting. Yeah. I think now seeing what it does for me, like how it makes me feel and like that I can do it as a job. She is more like, ex- not, I mean, she doesn't hate it, but she's more like, okay, I can enjoy this if you can, you know, has she seen Mary Poppins yet? She has, yeah. she was. And so was my younger brothers and they were like absolutely blown away. My two younger brothers, one, the middle one is nine and then the youngest one is seven now. And I, when I told them that I'd got into the, the show, they were like, okay, I don't really understand what you're saying. But I was like, yeah, I'm moving to Sydney. And they were like, why? why? <laughs> and then I was like, because I'm learning to do a show and we're going to put it on all around the cities, hopefully. 
and then they were like okay cool and then they came up and they were like okay where's the show at and so they came to the show and I just remember them being like one my youngest brother Samuel he was my mum said out of his seat the whole time just standing there looking at the stage in complete shock and I think them seeing Mary fly would have absolutely like blown them away and to think that I was in amongst it as well would have just been like why why are you up there you know but yeah I think they are completely shocked by it seeing Mary fly blew me away yeah it's the most it's amazing real in in a piece of theater it's yeah. unreal yeah yeah completely magic yeah. so so I know you went to dance school and learned how to dance how did all that yeah. start I think what it was, was when I was about two or three, um, High Five was on the telly and I would dance along to it. And my mum was working as an osteo and one of her patients had a daughter at dance, at a dance school, like a really small dance school. And she was like, why don't you just bring your son along? Like Jacob along to the dance classes. So I did. And I started jazz and tap and I loved it. It was so much fun. But I, I didn't really, I did ballet a bit and I just, I was turned away from it because I, all, all growing up, I never really liked being told what to do. And so ballet was like the epitome of follow the rules, you know? So I was like, I hate this. But, so then that dance school shut down abruptly. And then the, um, the main dance teacher, Jodie Greenwood, she was like, oh, well, you know, you're Jacob, you're quite all right at it. And if you want to take it somewhere, you could take it somewhere. And so you should try this dance school in the city called Maydowns. And I was like, I remember being told like a dance school in the city because I was about maybe 40, 50 minutes out of the city. I was like, are you serious? A dance school in the city? I was like, I can't do that. That's like serious. Like that's like serious business. Like twice a week driving my mum, driving me into the city for dancing that sounds like some serious business and then so I remember I was like okay I'll do it and I remember my first day I think it was on a Wednesday we had this um, tap theory class which was like learning all these definitions for tap exams and I was like I'd never done any a dance exam before and I remember arriving I was so nervous I was so nervous and I was tying my shoelaces on this my shoelaces up on the stairs and Miss Rini, Miss Rini and Martini, she comes up the stairs and she's like, okay, girls and boys, this is Jacob. He's a new student. And I, and then she was like, are you happy to be here? And I was like, I just nodded my head. And she was like, Jacob, you've got a tongue. Use your words. And I was like, yes. And from that point onwards, like my technique had changed, like just how I, you know, behave. And like how I speak to people changed so much. So were you a bit of a brat before then? Uh, not, not being a told brat, what to do. No. But more like too cool, right. you know? Right. Like I'll try when I want. More, my dance teacher from my first dance school said, she said that like I was, when I did try, I was fantastic. But there were days when I wouldn't like feel like it and I just wouldn't try. And that's what was the problem you know and she was like if you want to be if you want to go somewhere you're going to have to try all the time and I was like 
just a kid, you know? Just leave me be. Yeah. But I think from starting at May Downs, that's when I was like, okay, like I need to get my business, like get my stuff together because there were, I had people my age doing shows already. And I was like, are you joking? And I, these people were my friends and I was like, well, if they can do it, what's stopping me? You know? So I was like, I, I reckon I can do it. So I just practiced so much. Even during like recess and lunch at school, I would just be like practicing my tapping. And then I did tap exams and I was like, I need to get good at this because this is something I want to do. Well, it's a discipline, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's hectic. And also I remember year 10 came around where you have to like choose your subjects that are potentially air quotations going to set you up for the rest of your life. And I was like, Oh no. And I was, I went to my careers counselor and I said, I think I want to do musicals. (laughs) And she was like, "Mm, that's all very well and good, but I think you should be like thinking about something a bit more realistic. And I was like, that's not very, I was like, that's crap. But I ignored her and I was like, yeah, I'll just be a psychologist or something. So then we drafted up some set subjects and I was like, yeah, I'll do them. But I knew that I was just going to have to focus on doing musicals outside of school if school wasn't going to be where I could, you know, hone in my skills. So I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to have to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a common story of the careers counsellor who is met by the student who says... I want to work in the theatre, yeah. I want to be in an actor. Yeah. And then they do everything they can to steer you off that path. Yeah. And it's interesting as well because I had kind of carried this attitude through my whole like childhood and teenage years that like, oh, I'm, I'm too cool to like perform. But I was like, but I really want to do it, you know? And sorry, like I never did the school musicals, which is quite interesting because I was like... I don't want to, I don't want to offer my services because people kind of knew knew that I was a dancer outside of school, but they'd obviously never seen me do anything. So So, was that a bit of arrogance or? A bit, a bit. I didn't want to, it's also again that thing of like, I don't want to like do what people are trying to get me to do. Right, that defiance. Yeah, I was... I'll do it on my own time. Absolutely defiant. Yeah. Yeah. So no uh, no drama classes or, or anything at school? I did do drama from like year 7 to year 12. But that was the extent of it. But then I did, I did move schools at the mid-year 11 and I did audition. I was like, you know what? I think it's about time. I just like try an audition and I think also the culture at that school that I moved to kind of made me want to be good for myself you know and not and think oh this isn't about people like trying to get me to do what they wanted they want to encourage me to be to do what I like which was part of maturing I feel like and then I auditioned for a show we did Crazy For You and I got the role of Bobby Child, yeah, Bobby Child, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Bad but then news go away. Yes, yes, precisely. Yeah. And then Year Twelve happened in lockdown, so then that whole show was cancelled. 
which was like ridiculous because we'd been working on it for so long because you know school production is like not everyone's on like a massive skill level so it's lots of practicing and then all that had to like just be thrown out the window which was quite sad are you taking singing lessons yet yeah i am i sing with this well at that time so as well as your dance classes no no oh okay that's a whole other story i honestly couldn't sing i kid you not like i could not sing and i was so embarrassed to sing in front of people only until i met rosie harris at vca she is like a wizard like she changed everything and i although i do like credit myself for being like oh yeah i got into the show i kid you not it's what she's done for me that helped me get to where i am because i remember being in the audition room for this for mary poppins and i was shaking i was so nervous but we'd done all this work through the year just gone to like minimize how nerves affect your voice and stuff like that and this my, is it vca yeah yeah vca with her and my voice just came out like like i'd never expected it to especially because i was shaking so much and i was like oh no my voice is gonna sound shaky as well but my voice came out like like honey i was just so surprised and i rang her after the the audition i was like rosie i was like thank you so much and then yeah i've just been doing singing with her ever since what did you sing for mary poppins i sang so we had to sing two golden age songs and i sang oh what a beautiful morning from oklahoma as my i sang it a bit under tempo for like the ballady song and then for my um upbeat song we had to do i sang i'm a tingle i'm a glow from gentlemen prefer blondes which is a bit more like yeah speechy and yeah i had a lot of fun with that two contrasting yes yeah 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 yeah. and it was it was amazing in my audition like jeff um jeffrey castles our music director he got like he he's like okay we're gonna sing it again and i'm just gonna keep bumping it up the scale like going to key change just to see your range and so i would sing through one line and then he changed the key and then we just keep going up and i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna get that i'm like <laughs> trying to reach it but yeah it was insane so you obviously worked out through high school that you wanted to be a performer music mm-hmm. theater mm-hmm. you felt that you had to train yeah um so i suppose there's vca to consider and also whopper did you audition for all the schools i did i auditioned for vca whopper and the queensland con qut or con yeah Yeah, the the con of course yeah yeah Yeah. and i auditioned for them and i remember i didn't get into whopper but i got offered i think to come back for the diploma but i think at that point i'd already heard that i had gotten secured three years at VCA, which I was like, and it's local. So I was like, I'm going to take that over a year. But in hindsight, maybe I should have taken the year because I did leave the course to get, to do this show, which was after a year. So, but yeah, that, that those were my two options. But I did, I, th- I got into, I was on the waiting list for the Queensland Conservatorium one. Um, but then after in the like the second round of acceptance they were like sent me an offer and i was like 
sorry, but I've chosen BCA. And it's actually a crazy story because three of my friends, my really good friends, we were all in year 12 together. We'd all met each other through Maydowns and we were all in the audition process. We were all like, okay, this is something we want to do so we can hold each other accountable, make sure we've submitted things by these dates and stuff. And we had this little group chat going. And then like the day came when we were supposed to get the calls and we were all like, gosh, like the chance of us all getting in to a course and like fresh out of year 12 because there's often this like idea that people don't get in straight away, which is... Yes, because they're looking for you to have a bit of maturity. Yeah, and life experience and do you really want to do this? Yeah, stuff like that. And then like the gods must have smiled because my friend um, Belle and Curtis, they both got into Whopper and then my now best friend Ellie and I, we both gotten into VCA and it was like, like we, it was like huge. And we had this massive celebration. It was so nice. Cause like we were, I think in the back of our minds, we were like, oh, like it's a bit slim, the chances of us all getting in. But unfortunately you're also being accepted at a time where the course is heavily impacted by COVID. Mm which mm. really limits what your experience can yeah. be. Sadly, yeah. for a lot of students in, in drama schools all around yeah. the world. And it was interesting because having the like this old school type training that happened at Maydowns where it's very like interpersonal and then having us having to do our auditions through tapes and like through zoom calls which is not so familiar for our like technique that we've learned was like a bit like jarring because i am so used to like being able to perform in person and that like having charisma and stuff like that while i perform to be something that sets me apart you know so having to translate that to camera was a bit interesting and made me a bit like or maybe i'm not you know gonna be good enough this time around so if you'd committed to a three-year course mm. what was the pull of mary poppins why why did you lose that focus and then sort of look to to enter yeah well it was really interesting early. because i in the second semester of last year we were doing classes online because we'd entered i think what was our sixth lockdown and I remember I received a message from one of the production administrators from Michael Castle Group saying, because um, I don't have representation, they contacted me directly. And they were like, hello, Jacob. Um, this is a bit like different. You don't have representation, but we'd like you to audition for Mary Poppins. And I, I was like, you know when sometimes you receive like robot messages from like spam accounts i was like i don't think this can be yeah, real yeah. i was like this is not real yes and then there was we've, an we've got a second guess every social media everything you see now, don't we? Yeah. yeah yeah so originally was like okay this seems a bit out of the blue and attached was an email at michael castle group and i was like okay that seems a bit credible and then i emailed them saying yes hello i'm interested in the show and i think what the I kind of, I wasn't insecure about sending off myself tapes for the show, but I was a bit more like, well, if I don't get in, I'm 
still studying like I don't think it's like it's not a big deal if I don't get in because I'm still lucky enough to have this opportunity so I kind of just I filmed all my stuff and I sent it off and then eight weeks later I got an email back saying we loved your videos we want to organize to see you in person and then I was like oh okay (laughs) what do I do now I was like okay it's getting serious so yeah but I knew I think because I I was thinking if I audition if I make the choice to audition and say I'm interested in auditioning auditioning if I get it I have to say yes because I'm not gonna I don't want to waste anyone's time and so I more so audition thinking well they'll probably say no and I'll just keep at it but then I got through and I was like oh my gosh this is it and I think also it was weird because I was a bit conflicted I was like I haven't finished my course I don't have the skills that people leaving the course have which kind of like is was a bit of a like a negative of leaving but then getting on the show and like speaking with other cast members they were like this is great they're like yeah you're acquiring some of those skills now yeah in the form of an apprenticeship yeah essentially yeah Yeah, and they were like oh it's fine like you're you're here you were studying where you want to be right now which is like I do think oh I guess that is right and then I I don't know I think it's just like a different path that not everyone gets to see and that's why I'm kind of a bit like oh I hope I made the right choice because it's not often nowadays especially with you see so many so many people that need credit like credits to get in places and I'm like well now I only have you're in your foot's in yeah I'm like I only have the show now but I'm like would I have been better off having a bachelor do you know what I mean sliding doors who knows yeah I don't know you're and on, you're on a particular uh, trajectory now so yes, sit yes. back and enjoy yeah. it and you've probably heard it before but you know every job is an audition for the next job yeah you're you're probably not aware you may be aware but you're being watched yeah all the time your behaviour in the company uh, how you get on with other people mm. your skill set on stage mm. And that will all come into play uh, yeah. for future work. It's so weird. And I feel like being around it a lot, you forget that everyone's watching and thinking about the next thing, but not talking about it. So you've always got to be on your best behavior. So what, you have an agent now? No. You don't have, so you're still looking for an agent? No, yeah. Right. It's a bit, it's a whole thing. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. Things will happen. Things so, will happen. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you've learned so far in the company of Mary Poppins? Just about being a performer? Yeah. About being a person? I think what I've learned, what I love, what I've learned about the show is that I can always rely on the actual show to make me feel better. So some days when I'm like, Oh my gosh, I miss my family or like I miss my friends or this is really annoying me at the moment. I can always be like, it's okay because when I'm on the stage, like, like it just goes out the window and like I've got the structure of like the music 
and the choreography and all those things coming together just like l- alleviate everything for me when I'm on stage mm. and it's so good because you know everyone has problems and but when you come like you can forget about it which is like I've only just started to realize because sometimes I and you leave those problems at stage yeah, door as you come yeah, in yeah I leave them and I think what was crazy about it is Sometimes I think going to the theatre, I'm like, I'm not sure if I can, like, put it on. Like, I don't think I can pretend today to be, like, some happy chap in a, having a jolly holiday, you know, with Mary. Like, but then the music starts and the orchestra is, like, going berserk. And I'm just like, how can you not, you and know? Dr. Theatre has arrived. Exactly. Dr. Footlights. How can you not? Yeah. 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 And you've no doubt probably didn't realise it at the time, but now that you're in it, it comes with a lot of sacrifice too. You know, you're away from your family for a long time, mm-hmm. touring. Uh, look like, you've sacrificed your nightlife. Oh my gosh, know, yes. It's very much, you're a shift worker now. It's yeah. crazy. I have, I have a few friends here, not many, but they're often like, oh my gosh, we should go out and get a drink. And I'm like, I am not touching alcohol because I don't want to, turn up to work and have to call off because I can't get out my notes, you know? Like that, oh, that just like would be the worst. But I kind of, I do actually like it, the sacrifice. It's very like, I'm doing it for the show. And I like that. Like, And, and you're an athlete. You've got yeah. to look after your body, don't yeah. you? Yeah. And I think it's quite, like it's amazing to be a part of and be surrounded by all these people who know how to do it as well look after themselves have you missed any shows yet have i missed yeah missed any shows i have i had covid oh well that's um, a good excuse yes and I, there have been a few times when my voice has just been not there you know and because i in at university last year there were lots of all the male um people in my cohort would often jump for the tenor line and so i was like I'm not very good at singing, so I'll just hang back and do the baritone. And then when I got into the show, they were like, yes, we love you in the show, but um, and we'd love you to sing as a tenor. And I was like, okay. And then we got sent through the scores, and I was like, this is like singing up there with the gods. And I was like, I'm going to need to practice a lot for this. And I did, and it's paid off. But yeah, so getting out those notes when you're unwell is... It's interesting. Um, and unlike drama school too, there's a whole new ensemble to meet uh, of, of your new colleagues mm. who are all different ages mm-hmm. and lengths of, oh of time in the industry. Uh, much to learn from everybody. Yeah, it's crazy. On it's, stage and, and backstage. Yeah, it's... I think that's... I love that about it as well. Like, there are people in the show who have done, like, crazy things. I was saying before how much I love like Alan Menken's work and one of our um, cast members his name's Gareth Gareth Jacobs he played the genie um, in, here in Australia uh, in Aladdin and he got to fly out to Alan Menken's house and like have a sing around the piano and like got to see all these like pieces from the original sets that Alan had taken home Alan Alan had taken home and stuff like that and like the original inspiration 
for Cogsworth, like the original clock and stuff like that. And I'm like, how are we in the same show? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, how have you gone and done that in the US and now we're here singing the same music and like eating together at lunch and stuff like that? Have you put it out into the universe that you'd like to be part of Beauty and the Beast next year? Being Mm. a fan of Mencken and... I have. I've thought about it. You don't have to reveal too much, but as long as you put it out into the universe. Mm. Yeah, I actually... Well, you'd be happy doing Beauty and the Beast, I imagine. I would. But what I like... You'd be a good cheese grater or a good... (laughs) Yeah, what I like about the Poppins as like a Disney production is that the ensemble work is so different from number to number. Whereas I feel like shows like that, like not to tear them down, but often it's very one note like um like all the same type of dancing through the show whereas in mary in poppins we're doing um like vaudeville and then we're doing like this crazy fast spelling and then we're doing chimney sweep tap dancing which is like crazy and then we're doing like balletic um dances with stars like in blue velvet like it's so versatile and like so different from number to number that it's it's always entertaining well every show you do is is different mm. Mm. but you've got to do the show to pay that's the bills true. don't you that's true yeah that's true um you're a proud member of actors equity i am i got onto that 22 yes this year this year i got onto that there was a massive yeah because i remember they they were like yeah join it be a part of it and i was like what is it and they were like, it's like a union for for performers. And I was like, I don't know what that is. You're going to have to tell me more. And then, so there were people that came in and then I was like, yeah, I'll be, I'll join that. It's crazy what they've done. They were telling us about what they've done for performance in terms of like being able to live off, you know. Well, we spoke the at the start of the episode about, you know, not being paid for yeah. rehearsals many, many years yeah. ago. Yeah. Like they've taken huge steps for equity developing an award exactly and i thank god for that because thank god that i'm entering the industry now when they've got those bones and structures in place because i don't know that would have been a whole other ball game so goals for the future west end broadway are you aiming that high or um you're just happy to be a a a jobbing performer yeah Uh, ensemble at the moment would you like to play principal roles I reckon maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I reckon I could one day. But I, I think one of my goals is to never stop doing lessons. Like, whatever. Singing, dancing. I always want to be doing more. Because I feel like once you... I don't know where I've heard it, but once you stop learning... Like, that's it, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to stop learning. I want no. to keep going and going and going. And you've got to keep your instrument tuned yeah. too, don't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Jacob, tell me about the BU Ed School Audition Grants. Oh, okay. So I got into this the BU Ed from my auditions. So I did my audition for uh, VCA, for tertiary education. And obviously there's a fee that comes with it. And so this organization, they do... They basically get rid of the fees. So they pay the fees. They're a charity, so they pay for your fees. And it's more about 
getting rid of like barriers for people who want to be in theater who like you know might not be able to afford it or like because it's a huge thing to be auditioning say if you're auditioning like five years in a row and not getting it every time it's about like three hundred dollars and for people who are fresh coming into it or who aren't from like a privileged background it's not always easy so i did that got into that and then they were like do you want to be on like part of the team and i was like yeah i'd love to be a part of that and so i like have been we started this dance program where we pay for people's um dance lessons because dance having dance training is like quintessential to you know having a successful career often like obviously there are people who are who do it without dance training but it's something that you know teaches you discipline like how to even just walk into a room and not look cowering you know stuff like that so yeah is there a website for how do there people is. apply if they feel that they might like that uh, that support bu inc i think it's a dot org website right. yeah and they're, they're relatively new grants too i guess yeah they? they've only been around yeah. a short time mm-hmm. only three years so i think next year will be our fourth year do you have any um, superstitions in the theatre? You know, saying the Scottish play or whistling uh, in dressing rooms? Have, have you come across that yet? Well, interesting you talk about that because the other day I was looking for a random reason why, but I was looking for dressing room 13. And then just because my friend, he said that his name was on a plaque, you know, when they're the original cast, they get a plaque on the dressing room. And he was like, it might be dressing room 13 because it's been a, a quite a while since and I was like I cannot find dressing room 13 anywhere and so I went to Johnny at the door and I was like where's dressing room 13 and he was like uh, most theatres don't actually have a dressing room 13 because it's unlucky and I was like I was quite baffled I was like wow there you go but if I have I don't really have superstitions but I do have oh Oh, that's actually a lie. <laughs> you do? I do. Um, in Step in Time, like right before the curtain comes up, the it's called the reveal, we call it. We have our brushes in hand and often we'll give... There's like this, like... Um, I don't know what instrument it is. It's like kind of like a banjo. Oh, it's kind of like this glittery sounding instrument, like harpsichord or something, and it's like... We was happen step in time. Like, and we do this, like, I don't know, what do you call this? Oh, a, a, like little, a, sh- a little shimmy with your fingers. Yeah, uh, yeah like uh, the call for people listening. Like it looks the like telephone, making a phone call, yes. Phone call. And, and then wiggling your wrist. Wiggling it, yeah. yeah. And we do that to each other on the, like, the notes, just as, like, a good luck. Like you're ringing bells. Oh, yeah. no, beforehand. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, like ringing bells, basically. Yeah. And we look at each other, and we're like looking around because we're all on stage in costume lights are down and we know that like the curtain the fly is about to go up and we've got to be like ready and it's like oh it's that is i actually thought i was like no i don't i'm not superstitious but then i realized we do it's a routine that you go through to uh, uh focus yourselves yeah and it's also like a thing of like we've got each other we've got each other's backs and like we believe in each other especially when there's a debut 
um, like for a swing for a particular track or something it's like everyone gets around it you know mm. and like everyone's like you know we've got you and it's going to be alright because it's quite scary because there are things like on tracks um, like sliding in these massive automations like of these chimneys and I remember in tech rehearsal our stage manager uh, stage manager Luke was like if it's a battle between you and the automation automation will always win and I was like got a point. well great <laughs> well great yeah so that's like it's like a huge part of it so it's like you've got to be on your marks all the time because things are flying in coming sliding on the ground yeah fantastic yeah. fantastic so um, off to Brisbane next yes. and you say goodbye to the wonderful Nancy Hayes uh, at the end of Sydney, but you've got Paddy Newton in Brisbane. Yes, which, which is crazy. And then Marina Pryor in oh, Melbourne. Oh, yeah, she actually came to see the show the other the other week, and it was so nice to see her finally in person. That's another moment where I'm like, "Am I alive right now?" Like, so <laughs> all these wonderful women yeah. playing the the bird bird woman in yeah. Mary Poppins, yeah. like Nancy going, and then we've got Paddy Newton, and then Marina Pryor. Like, yep. I'm like pinching myself. Good. But it's weird because I can't, I'm trying like to act normal. I'm like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm used to this. But when really inside I'm like, Aah! I'm like freaking They're out. just people. Yeah, they They're are. That's yes, the thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's great. Yeah. Well, Jacob, lovely to chat to you. Did this go according to plan? Had you thought? I think so. You happy with it? I think so. Very. I still can't believe I'm here. I yeah. think, um, I think if you don't mind, maybe come back in uh, three years or so. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Time um, capsule. So yeah, to see where you are and yeah. what you're doing. That yeah. would be really interesting. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, uh, step in time uh, out the door. <laughs> right. Yes. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you. You can see Jacob's professional debut in The Magical Mary Poppins, now playing the Queensland Performing Arts Centre in Brisbane. His hometown of Melbourne will get to see the show when it transfers south in January 2023 for a season at the iconic Her Majesty's Theatre. All the information you need can be found at the Poppins website, marypoppinsmusical.com.au. And I know all of the stage's listeners wish Jacob a long and illustrious career doing what he loves. Thank you, Jacob, for the chat today. Thanks for joining us also in this episode. You can check out all of the episodes featured in the podcast thus far by visiting our website. Everybody together, www.stagespodcast.com.au. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Don't forget you can also subscribe to the podcast uh, through Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm Peter Eyes. Keep well, keep warm, stay safe, and I'll catch you next time on Stages.